This is it, the last Poll Hub of 2021, and we've saved some of the best data for last. Plus, Lee's fun fact gives him an opportunity to make a terrible pun. There's a tease. We won't take much of your time, so stick around. And hi, everybody. Welcome to the last Poll Hub of 2021. I'm J.D. Dapper. I'm Barbara Parham-Allen. And I'm Lee Merengoff. This is uh, the end of the year. Uh... 2021 certainly was an interesting one. Um, and rather than uh, <laughs> reflecting... Not much happened, Barb. Not much happened. <laughs> well, instead of reflecting back, uh, one of the things that we like to do um, at the Marist Poll is uh, ask Americans a few kind of grab bag questions about, uh, about the holidays, about the coming year. So that's exactly uh, what we did. And what, one of the things that we found that I thought was interesting is um, even though we're going into uh, you know, the absolutely uh, crazy, crazy time of the, uh, the end of the year, 52% um, of Americans said the holiday season is definitely more fun than stressful. Uh, and I thought that was a pretty uh, uh, positive, uh, positive statement. Uh, although this number has gone down, um, you know, since uh, since 2018, so we haven't uh, as yet recovered uh, from uh, from from last year's uh, difficulties, particularly around the, the holiday time. Although in 20 in 2010, I just want to point out because I think this is incredible. In 2010, 59% said it was more stressful, and it's got to be the economy in 2010, right? Absolutely. Can I interject here though? Because you know, before we get too far down this. <laughs> what's wrong no 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 because because actually i think this is you know this is related you know very, this question generally tends to be very much related uh to the economy and if we can reflect back on 2010 we were in the midst of a very significant recession and a and an incredible change in the housing market so there was a, it was a very very stressful time so but go ahead, Lee. You yeah. you were jumping in there yeah, too. I so get, I wanted to get my two cents worth. Uh, you know, is are, something's wrong if we're so many people, millions of people, find the holiday season to be stressful? Like, isn't it supposed? To, I mean, what what are we doing wrong here? Is it? It almost seems like uh, an oxymoron to say the holiday season is stressful. I don't know. Just the way I react to it. Huh? Barb, Barb, <laughs> back, do you know back to what you. That means, no, back to you, Barb. You, you don't find it odd? No, because it's family and gifts. And I mean, no. And getting together right. and oh my goodness. Travel. And those are all bad things. These are bad things. No, they're not bad. They are stressful. Stress isn't a oh. bad thing by definition. Oh. There can be good stress. Yeah, and we feel, you know, we feel hurried and like we have uh, too many things on the list to accomplish in the time we have available. So, yeah, it becomes stressful. So it's not fun. Well, no, it's a very, a it's a, it's a, but it can also be um, a very enjoyable time all because right. we get to see people right. we may not have seen for a while and certainly Certainly, um, hopefully, this uh, this holiday season we are uh, able uh, to do that. Um, one of the things that was also interesting, and of course, this is a question um, that we've never asked before because it really didn't apply. But we wanted to know whether people felt comfortable celebrating uh, with people who were unvaccinated, or whether that really didn't. Uh, make a difference. It certainly um, has divided many families. 
Um, so we uh, we did ask about it, and so not surprisingly, there's an enormous partisan divide as well. Yeah, so 52% of Americans said uh, they would gather mostly with people who are vaccinated. 42% said they'll gather, you know, either way. It doesn't really matter. And then there's a don't plan to gather at all. There's 3% that aren't going to have any party. So that's kind of sad. But anyway, 79% <laughs> of Democrats are saying mostly with people uh, who are vaccinated. 27% of Republicans say the same thing. Um, so there is a, a dramatic, uh, again, partisan shift and divide as there is in all of these questions. So not really surprised though, Lee, right? Based on everything we've seen uh, in the 18 months or the 20, you know, 20, almost 24 months now since the pandemic started. Wouldn't it be nice in the coming year if we could all resolve that Democrats and Republicans would think the same about certain topics. But anyway, shopping, here you go. Online shopping, Barb, the, UPS and posts are constantly coming up to your door and my door at home, boxes and boxes and boxes. What's all this about? Yeah, it's, um, yeah I do very much appreciate uh, the Amazon, FedEx, USPS, and the UPS folks uh, who, uh, who do keep... Um, who, who do keep me in uh, everything uh, that I need. Um, there was a, you know, a significant increase last year in the number of people who did holiday shopping online, but it seems almost that we're getting to a little bit more of a, of a normal because this, uh, uh, this year, 37% uh, of Americans uh, say that they will buy uh, all or most of their holiday gifts. And when I, uh, these are certainly Americans who do purchase gifts and celebrate um, the holidays. Uh, and so that is that is up from last, uh, that, sorry, that is down from last year, I should say, because over half of all Americans bought most or all of their presents online uh, during the, the quarantine and uh, the pandemic uh, last year, but I, I've I've been an online shopper uh, since you know online shopping was was possible. Um, we we were actually asking that question for quite some time, and it thought it would be interesting just as a throwback in 1999. Now I think I think um, the web browsers had just been uh, invented in '95, so. Uh, in 1999, less than 1% of Americans uh, used online shopping uh, to buy their gifts. All or most, 20%, 19% bought some. But that's so. That's a it's a phenomenon of the century, really. Actually, what I think what's interesting in that is is the none. I I was focusing on all or most, but we asked the question: Do you buy all or most, some or none? And the none number, which in 1999 was 81% for you know the reasons you just discussed, Barb, but. That came down to down to 18% in 2020, but that didn't bounce back. So that came back a little bit to 22% are not going to buy anything online, but that continues the trend. I think the, the, the trend that we saw really change last year, really accelerate to online shopping because of the pandemic, I think uh, is, is a trend that will continue despite the kind of bounce back to people going back into stores. Uh, now, um, the, the number that will not buy anything online uh, seems to be getting down towards the about one in five and continuing to decrease. So I thought that was interesting, too, as a as a trend story, you know. I accept presents that were bought online or in stores. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> so lame. Well, I think one thing that's very interesting is that in the 
at the start of uh, online shopping, the biggest concern uh, and reason people would give for not doing it uh, was privacy and not wanting to share financial information and credit card numbers um, online. Somehow Americans seem to have gotten past over that. that huh? <laughs> uh, and I think now uh, the, the reasons given, still some say, you know, privacy and not wanting to share financial information, but more of it is just access uh, and the ability to have, uh, feel comfortable using uh, tools and devices uh, to, to be able to do that. So uh, there has been a shift there as well. Yeah, the last question we asked was, is the kind of the, do you want to be Debbie Downer, Lee, like you were in the last episode? Um, uh, yeah, uh, God, no, uh, Debbie Downer part two. So we asked the question, are you generally optimistic or pessimistic about what lies ahead in 2022? And we've asked this question in the past. You go back to 2009, in December of 2009. Now remember, the economy was, you know, had been in tatters uh, and 63% were more optimistic about what was coming in, 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 in that case, that would have been in 2010. That number has fluctuated between 63 and, uh, and then in the 60s in 2018, 2019. It was 56% in December 2022. It's down to 49% this year, 47% or more pessimistic. We're pretty, we're very close to that kind of tipping point where more people are pessimistic about the future than optimistic. Surprised? What does it say? What do you think? No, no, it's, it's a lot of trouble out there. And, uh, you know, we've during the course of the year, we certainly have identified a lot of areas that people are worried about and uncertain about and anxious over. And I think that's, you know, it's picked up in these numbers. But Barb, when you look at the economy, which is actually doing very well, despite the inflation numbers, when you look at the progress of coronavirus, yes, Omicron is a threat. And there's, you know, we continue to have, you know, additional lockdowns or, or restrictions and stuff. It's, does it really look worse to near to like 50, 50? It's almost a split, right? Almost a split that half of the people think that things are going to get worse in 2022. I think part of it is the uncertainty. I think that people tend to be more pessimistic when they are more uncertain. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty, certainly, you know, on, on COVID. Um, we think, you know, we've turned the corner, but, uh, you know, Omicron, hope, you know, has uh, kind of given us, you know, all pause. Um, and also, I think there's a lot of uncertainty um, about the economy and work in general. So uh, the inflationary numbers we have seen have had a very significant impact on people's mood, people's uh, understanding of how, you know, what the future is going to hold. And I think that that uncertainty probably speaks volumes uh, to the mood uh, that many of us are having as we uh, as we focus on uh, 2022. Wow. It came around either slowly or fast, depending on your perspective. But it seems kind of it was a long year, but it seems kind of odd that we're there now. Anyway, um, fun fact time for the last time this year uh, is whether you're likely to stay up till midnight on New Year's Eve or not. Now, 
I've been given this pun uh, that uh, Jay has tossed my way. Get it right now. Okay. Get it right. And that is either an age old question, are you going to stay up to midnight, or an old age question. Yay. I got it. I got it. Okay. So these numbers, these numbers are from 2019, incidentally. 2019. Before you read them off, yeah. 53% said they were very likely, uh, and 20% somewhat likely, and then it falls down to not quite a third saying they're not very likely or not at all likely to stay up for the moment of the ball dropping at Times Square. Yeah, I always do. You know, I can barely keep my eyes open, but, you know, it's always a family tradition to uh, to watch the, uh, the celebration in Times Square in New York. Not to be there. I've never been there, never ventured into the into the crowds. Uh, and certainly it would not be my choice uh, this uh, this year either. But I've always always watched the celebration and the and the uh, the ball coming down to bring in the the, the new year. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, I'm thinking Jay Dapper's already about two hours of sleep by then. No, actually, so I led you astray in the pre-show. Actually, I uh, am in, I'm often in bed at midnight, but I'm awake, and then uh, yeah. Good night. Boom. Happy New Year. So that's it. But I'm, that's that's fairly recent. I mean, I've had a long uh, career of being up well past midnight on New Year's Eve, including the one time I was in Times Square because I was reporting on it. Oh. And our show gets off the air at 1130. I have nowhere to go. I can't get out. The Times Square is a frozen zone. So I'm stuck. All of my friends are downtown at a bar. I'm like, well, I'm not getting there. I cannot get out. So I went into the middle of Times Square where the cops were. There's nothing, you know, you, the middle of Times Square is people. Because you had a press pass. You had a press pass. Yeah, But the middle of Times Square is blacktop. It's not people. And so we're standing there, you know, surrounding the cops. And so I was like, okay, this is the best view I will ever have of the ball. I'm underneath the ball dropping. Uh, and I've never done that again. And I have no interest in doing that again. But it was fun. <laughs> well, Happy I'm, New Year. I'm, I'm glad you got, got that off your chest. Very good. That's the best way to have that kind of experience. Yeah. But how about the rest of the? How about the rest of the team? Everybody else is on mute. I hope they're not. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know you're talking to the over forty-five crowd, and how's the under forty-five crowd going to celebrate the new year? I will probably stay awake, partly because of tradition, like Barb. It's been a family tradition to stay up until midnight, but also because our oldest, who is now eight, decided when he was four that there was no way he was going to sleep before midnight. So oftentimes it's twelve thirty one o'clock and he is wide awake while the rest of us just want to go to sleep. But he probably sleeps till noon the next day. Energizer buddy. Nope. He's eight. He's, he's mo he motorizes around. <laughs> Casey, what do you do? I, for some reason, have like a New Year's Eve curse. Something always goes wrong on New Year's Eve. So I try to be in bed before midnight. <laughs> but then when the, like the fire alarms go off, that's when you have to get up after midnight. Is that the kind of curse or what? Nope. Nope. Just so a lot of I, I've been stranded on like backwoods on New Year's Eve. Like <laughs> terrible things happen to me on New Year's Eve. But we usually are out doing something that ends before midnight. Okay, so basically, you're not even getting out of bed on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and Ashley, I think we want to put a note in the file for next uh, year's final episode to have an entire segment on Casey's New Year's Eve experiences because they sound fascinating. So Ashley, what are, what are you doing on December 31st as the countdown goes from 10 to zero? I always stay up. Um, it's always been a family tradition. And it's um, it also like I'm usually like with my friends, we'll have sometimes we'll have like breakfast for dinner, just a couple of us get together. So we always stay up and then we 
do the scramble with like a minute left to like go find the new year's like broadcast online and then put it on. So it's always a scramble because we forget that that, that exists. We're like, Oh, the ball's going to drop. Wait, we need to get it on. Um, so it's always fun. And we'll have like, sometimes we'll do like a sleepover, just like everyone stays at the house and we're just like, it's always a fun time. So a good start to the year. Yeah, Mar- Martel. Now, if, are you going to be in Hawaii? Uh, Cause if you're in Hawaii, I'll tell you how it goes. Because it's going to be about six o'clock where you are, or something like that. And yeah, the ball came down, it, it hit, and we're happy New Year's. What, what are you up to? Um, so I'll actually be back in on the East Coast in New Jersey. And typically, well, we're always up past 12, everyone in my family, but we usually find our way to a diner. There's a lot of 24 hour diners oh, good. in New Jersey, and it's a fun place to spend it. Yeah, that, that, that would be my speed. I, I, I must say that I can't recall the time I was asleep before midnight. So it doesn't have anything to do with New Year's, but I, I'm just a night owl. And, uh, you know, to all of our, uh, our, our audience out there, listeners, I hope that this is a healthy year for everybody. Uh, that stays, uh, that stays par- paramount on my mind. And I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say as we usher out. Yes, we wish everybody all the best in, uh, in 2022. Happy New Year. That'll do it for Poll Hub this week. Poll Hub is a production of the Maris Poll at Maris College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Mary Griffith is our executive producer. Casey Schaff is our production supervisor. The Poll Hub team includes Ashley Marcinek and Marcello Bettman. If you enjoy Poll Hub, please consider leaving a review. Positive reviews help other like-minded listeners find us. If you'd like to learn more about polling and survey science, check out the Maris Poll Academy, our free online learning portal. If you have questions, tweet them at us at Maris Poll. Finally, however, wherever you listen to Poll Hub, there is a subscribe button. Click it and the latest episode will be ready for you in your podcasting app as soon as it's released. We'll see you next time.